And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Sucking on a chili dog. 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 To the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, March 15th. I'm J.E. Skeeds with Mr. What You Need to Know Himself, Tass Mellis. Morning, everybody. Morning, Tassie. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mmm. Really. Last but not least, making the magic happen today is J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. A few things. No Trey Kirby. Today, or actually this week, that guy's on vacation. He's on the beach. He's in the pool uh, down in Florida with his family. Though, he did send in a video that we'll show you later. I mean, even when he's on vacation, we got this guy working a little bit. So, uh, congrats to him on his Bulls being back, too. Let's just get to that right away. They beat the Raptors, so good to, good for him. I'm glad he's not here today, if I'm being honest. Uh, he'd be rubbing it in. <laughs> I thought that would be the video he's sending in. No, no, no. It's the uh, same. Bulls are back. Got to do with some beef. We'll get to that, uh-huh. though. Uh, Lee, congrats yes. on the new headphones. What'd you go with Thank there, you, thank guy? you. I went with the uh, AKGs here. Here's the pack here. Ah, uh, yeah. Picked these up yesterday. They are fantastic. So I happily uh, threw the other ones in the trash. I wasn't even going to try to save them. They still work, the other ones. But I was just like, sorry, I've moved on. Like an old relationship, you just want to get rid of it completely. Throw out all the things that remind you of those other headphones. So You see yeah, the I'm packaging sounding. from everything. You got your AKG package. Well, this is, this is the bag that they... Oh, that yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. It's like a carbon uh, fiber bag. <laughs> yeah, look, I've got... Look at all the options I've got as well for the cords oh, here. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 And then uh, I've even got a... I've even got a spare here as well. Oh, so, wow. uh, Okay. <laughs> I'm doing some serious listening in these next few weeks. Excellent. <laughs> so how do we sound? We're coming through crystal clear. Ah, everyone sounds incredible, man. It's like we are in a studio together. <laughs> wow. Now, JD, did you give him this uh, recommendation? I mean, uh, AKGs, like that's... Uh, those are usually high quality for, for yeah. sound mixing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah uh, we had a quick consult over uh, over Slack. Um, he okay. had his hands on some uh, some beats. Okay. Not a fan of beats when it comes to studio recording, okay. but uh, he asked my recommendation, and I'm so pleased that he took me up on it because I think you actually <laughs> pulled the trigger on those beats, and uh, and you just took them back. So I good did. for you. Wow. I did. Well, the thing was, I was, I was in a, uh, well, I won't say the store's name, but the uh, salesperson really wasn't all that interested in making the sale. They, wasn't, they weren't informed. They just sort of said, yeah, they're fine. So I said, oh, can I try them out? And he said, well, I'm not going to open the box for you to try them out. And I said, oh, okay, then. Well, I'll just buy them knowing that I'm like, if these ones don't work, I'm just going to bring them back. Yeah. Tried them. Me and JD were in touch. Went with the AKGs. I oh, said, "All right, wow. back to the shop." And and when I when I returned them yesterday, the person said, "Oh, what's the reason for returning them?" I said, 
the salesperson really didn't seem that interested in selling them oh, to geez. me, and, and he didn't seem to know what he was doing. So oh. take them back. So I guess you're saying they weren't a Best Buy. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, they were not. He does uh, not want to target any companies out there this morning. I was hitting my head against a brick wall, Mart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they look fantastic. I got to say, like, oh, they and feel I'm great. Happy yeah, to, to know that they sound even better. Uh, and then JD, quickly before we uh, get into the actual NBA uh, action here. How did the house hunting go? I know you were a busy, oh. busy guy over like the last four days. Successful? So many houses. I've seen every house in the greater Atlanta area, it <laughs> oh. feels like. Okay. Uh, some, see, there's some potential. I'll, 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 uh, I'll just leave it at okay. that. It's, Good. Uh, mm. we've, got a, we've, we've got our eye on a couple. So, uh, yeah. All right. Very stressful, man. It's very stressful. Oh, take, yeah. Hey, look, we'll take uh, your mind off of things for the next hour here. Okay, you can just check out and uh, and listen to us geek out about the NBA. But shout out to the stream team. I should say that joining us live right now on YouTube. Please make sure you all continue to like and comment, subscribe, and uh, share the show. Email us your questions and comments for this week's Beach Step and Podcast. Yeah, Trey's actually on a beach, but we'll hit the beach to answer your emails, your questions, and your comments. Email them in no dunks at theathletic.com and uh, grab your merch over at nodunks.com got the hoodies and the crew necks and the t-shirts and the shorts and the mugs everything available over there at nodunks.com and uh i guess one final thing Tass, what you need to know already up little twist to this morning show though you guys are going live you and jd early in the morning so uh just a recommendation everyone check that out before you sit down and listen to this or watch this fantastic work what a tag team jd making it happen like a tv show over there we had a rundown Wow. Yeah. A lot of elements. A lot of elements early in the morning. We're going live. So that, in theory, the show will start going up a little bit earlier for for everybody out there, either on YouTube or, of course, the podcast. So that's great news. Yeah, wake up with JD and I, 7 o'clock Eastern, if you're in the mood. Wow. You guys were live at 7? Live at 7. Oh, on a daylight saving weekend as well. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the Brits were loving it. They were having their, their, uh, what do they have at lunch? Well, they're having it at lunch Tea? at noon. Be- beans Crumpets? on toast? Yeah, oh. beans. That's what they eat. Yeah. Full of beans. They're full of beans watching JD and I at noon. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. So go check that out, everybody. But here, Monday staple on the No Dunks Daily Show, uh, NBA weekend winners and losers. And Tass, why don't you get us started? We'll start with the winners, of course. Where are you going? I feel like there's a lot to pick from. Maybe it's just me today. Maybe we'll do some like mini winners, but uh, what do you want to start with here today? I agree. There's tons of winners out there. Let's start with Anthony Edwards, the number one pick in Minnesota. He's starting to become a household name. I, I know I know he's not really trending like LaMelo. Uh, it, he just doesn't have that cachet quite yet, but he is becoming that guy. And I think he he is more of a number one guy than LaMelo is for the Hornets. They're going to Anthony Edwards mm. in, in the fourth quarter as a score. And he's he can do it from all three levels. That's the cool part. We're seeing all the ducks. And he had another monster yesterday. Uh, a huge tomahawk. Boom! Oh. Uh, yeah. on, on the Blazers. And that was cool. Uh, I think from the Minnesota Timberwolves perspective, what's cooler is that you can put the ball in his hands and he can hit threes. He hit a career-high six threes. He can go to the rim, take the contact, and finish. Uh, he's got a floater game. And that whole idea that oh, he doesn't really like basketball it's starting to go out the window uh, i heard the the uh, wolves broadcasters jim peterson specifically relate him or compare him to jimmy butler and i thought no way he's not jimmy Butler. he doesn't work as hard but, but like let's take it back to jimmy butler's first year i think anthony edwards is already a better scorer 
Oh, and yeah. and Jimmy Butler, yeah, he's he's a better defender. But as soon as Anthony Edwards gets the work ethic, like if if you add that to the way he scores and to the way he loves basketball, he's always smiling out there. I mean, he's him and Carl Anthony Towns. Can they be a one-two? Because D'Angelo Russell, when he comes back, he's going to have to learn how to play with Anthony Edwards. Russell is. He's. I don't know if he's part of the future there. It's a crazy to say. A guy made the All Star team, then he was gone from, and not part of the future for three teams. I think you know from from Brooklyn and then from Golden State and now Minnesota. I don't know for sure, but this is Anthony Edwards' team. All that said, him and Carl Anthony Towns, uh, and and Ed, it's Ed, in Edwards' hands at the end of game. So the thirty four points, uh, the dunks, great, but really it's just the comfort level already as a nineteen year old yeah. kid. So that's. That's awesome, and he's, he's not going to do it every game. He's he's sort of up and down, but uh, he's showing that again. It's not just dunks. The guy's got he's got it from all three levels of the game, no doubt. One of those threes he hit too over Mello, and then dropped the uh, three to the dome. No doubt. Lately. Some people are saying, <laughs> "Is that disrespectful?" Uh, I I didn't take it as that. I thought it was more of the playful nature. But what, what do you think? Yeah, well, after the game, Mello sort of hugged him and just yeah. said, well done, kid. You know, you hit the big shots because all those things you're saying about Anthony Edwards are right. He had his best game. You know, he hit that big dunk when he when he used his handles too to create that uh, opportunity and get inside. But the Timberwolves won this game as well, which is something that they desperately need. They need to get some wins out there because they've been the worst team in the league this season. And Ricky Rubio at the end hitting eight free throws to basically seal this game didn't really give... The Blazers, that chance that Lillard needed to, to actually kill them off in the end. Right. So all those things are, are incredibly important when you're looking at a rookie who's putting up these numbers. And yeah, if you take like LaMelo Ball for me is a, is a virtual certainty to win Rookie of the Year. But Anthony Edwards has really developed his game uh, basically in the last month or two. He's really improved a lot and he's shooting the ball with confidence. That shot still needs some work, of course, but they're going to him. He's taking those shots again last night late. He had a couple of threes that actually missed but he wasn't afraid to take them. And the team showed confidence in going to him, which I think is a really good sign. So there's some positive signs, at least there from Minnesota, because they took Anthony Edwards, I think, largely because it wasn't an overwhelming draft and they simply weren't prepared to take the risk on LaMelo Ball when they have the backcourt they had already. And it was kind of like, well, you kind of have to take this guy. And there were questions about his attitude and whether or not he wanted to play basketball. But you're seeing now, I think, that he really is, uh, for a 19-year-old kid, you know, physically, I think he's a lot closer than a lot of other guys are at, in their first season because he can go up and he can take contact. You saw him last night actually go down for a bit and he bounced back up and he came back later in the game and continued to play well. So I'm thinking that the Wolves did get this one right, even if it wasn't necessarily uh, like a Zion Williamson of, of a season earlier where it's like, there's no question you're taking this guy mm-hmm. number one. So improving his game, developing his game, getting to the free throw line, hitting shots, these are all uh, important uh, parts here for the for Edwards and the Timberwolves. And now the question is, can they somehow put a string a few wings together finally? Because uh, that's only the second win uh, under Finchie. And uh, and again, I mean, they, they Hold hung on. on. They don't want to win too many games because they like to keep <laughs> well, their draft pick. Yeah, but they, they just need some positivity down there because yeah. they've just been so bad for so long. But, uh, you know, like I say, even, even this one last night, because the night before they played the Timberwolves, uh, the, excuse me, they played the Blazers and lost that one. So they just desperately needed to get one, and uh, it was good to see their rookie performing so well in uh, in a big win for them. Yeah, I say the top three rookies are performing pretty well <laughs> right now. Like you said, in uh, Edwards and then Lamelo at three, and then even Wiseman uh, coming off the bench in Golden State. We'll get to them in a second. But Lee, winner of the weekend for you. Where you want to go? Team player? What's your pick? 
Well, I'm going with the Miami Heat, who have quietly rattled off four wins in a row and uh, lots of positives to take out. Now, there's no Bam Adebayo in their last four, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can point at the schedule and say maybe it's not the toughest schedule, but still, the Heat, considering where they were to where they are now, is a big difference. They're up to fourth. They're a half a game up on the Celtics. And I don't think they can catch the Bucks for three, and certainly not the Nets or the Sixers right now. But the, the Heat are just in the right spot they need to be, and they're winning these games the way they like to win them, locking up teams in the fourth quarter, playing great defense, and just grinding out these victories and having guys like Tyler Hero, who was great for them yesterday, play well in the fourth. But also Jimmy Butler, he's not in the MVP conversation. But if he was to play, and simply because he hasn't played enough games this season, he's missed so many. But when he's out there, he makes such a difference to that team on both ends of the floor. Of these last four games in particular, he's 28 points, 10 assists on 58% shooting. And if you caught the game last night against the uh, Orlando Magic, it was a three-point game. And Jimmy Butler basically created a, uh, a defensive stop, turned it into a layup or a dunk at the other end, and the Heat go on to win that game. But again, that, the, so many factors start with just how the Heat keep the game close enough Their clutch stats, I don't have them handy right now, but in the clutch, that's when they do their best work, Mm -hmm. and that's where they become a hard team to beat because they like to make the game grindy and dirty, and it starts there with Jimmy Butler. So, yeah, four in a row, and they can put a little bit of distance here, I think, between themselves and teams like the Celtics who are behind them because they've got a couple against the uh, Pacers coming up and one against the Grizzlies. So I can sort of see them stringing together quite comfortably here, seven or eight maybe in a row. They've won nine of their last 10 overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, last four without Bam Adebayo. I'm not sure exactly when he's coming back. I think he was a late scratch yesterday. I think they are hoping to have him back soon. So, you know, this team, as most teams, when they're missing their star players, certainly not as good. But when they have Jimmy Butler out there playing the way they have, uh, they, they don't fear anybody in the Eastern Conference, including, you know, the Nets and the Sixers and the Bucks. And uh, if, they, if they're playing comfortably and playing well and get, it comes to a close game, you know, the Heat are pretty confident that they can pull out the win. Yeah, we know that Tass and I have $100 riding on the Nets, uh, whether or not they can make the finals. Tass has them going all the way there. So I know you're high on them, and they've been pretty dominant, even without KD. But with the Heat, Tass, like Lee said it there, do you include the Heat with the way they're playing lately? Uh, Obviously getting Jimmy back was a huge boost to them. Do you include them with those top three teams? Like he said, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Sixers, they a step below. Uh, with the, with the other bunch of teams like the Celtics and Pacers and so on, or like where do you put them in the in the Eastern Conference hierarchy? Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. I, I keep them in that top family, not just because of their streak, uh, but it's just the way they they got to the NBA Finals last year. Mm-hmm. They're they're fourth in the Eastern Conference standings right now. That's an improvement over last year when they went to the finals. They were fifth. Uh, so uh, if they can stay here and have a home court series. Yeah, I can buy in, especially with all their injuries. Jimmy Butler not playing. I know you weren't high on them skeets that come into the season. I th- mm-hmm. you, you thought that they would drop off. Do you still think that? Uh, drop off in not- the sense I didn't see them going to the finals. Is uh, to make that clear. Maybe not drop. I'm not saying drop out of the playoffs like that. I yeah. didn't have that happening. No, but-, but you thought they were second tier to the sure the the strong dudes. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, like I'm taking the Nets in a series, of course. Um, Okay, what about comes... no Kevin Durant? What if there was no Kevin Durant in that series? Let's just mm. say, hypothetically. Because mm. I would take them if Kevin Durant's playing. But without him, I think it's a little bit closer then because sure. that, that firepower that the Nets have is, is, is very convincing. But again, the playoffs just a little bit sure. different, you know? And, and, and that's when Jimmy when... Butler is playing like one of the best players in the league, which he has been yeah. doing over the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's, yeah. he's played that well. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a huge difference maker. I mean, you you got to take him serious when he plays like this. I, I'm mm. with you on that because they have an identity, like you said too. And that yeah. was and this uh, winning streak was out. Bam. So I, I would still take the Nets. I think even even though I'm hoping they don't make it to the finals, so I can win hundred dollars. <laughs> but even I would be picking them. Yeah. But it sure wouldn't be easy, right? I mean, yeah, like, no. the Heat are not going to go out in four. Uh, whoever they're playing, I mean, it's going to be a six seven game series. I don't care whoever they're playing in the in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and the Nets, do they just have enough talent to overcome their injuries? Schaub's just reporting that Kem Durant out another week to two weeks. Yeah. I mean, this is just dragging. You know, he's already out in the double digits of games. He's going to be out 15, 16 games. Blake Griffin has to come in and get thrown in there. But still, they're playing so well just with Kyrie and James Harden as their leaders. They still have that chemistry down. Yeah, the, I, I'm not sure if there's any team on their level, period. I think if the, you're matching up the Heat with the Sixers, uh, yeah, I could definitely take the Miami Heat as well. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Joel Embiid also has an injury. So, uh, yeah, the Heat are, are right there. Even though they, it's really weird, they're fourth in the Eastern Conference standings that have a home court series, but they have a negative point differential because they, yeah. just, they just beat teams <laughs> every single time. But that's just like what happened in the playoffs, too. Yep. They yep. just have enough offense. They are just gritty, grindy. They're the new Grizzlies in a way. Uh, they just get it done. Yeah. GT, uh, there's, there's a rumors out there floating around. I don't know how true it is, but the Heat are interested in Kyle Lowry, apparently. Yeah. How would you feel if you lost a bet with Lowry on the Miami Heat? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah, that would not be great. I mean, Aldridge's name is being floated yeah. around, too, as a possibility. Uh, I think Shams here... Uh, uh, reporting on that, a couple other uh, reporters out there saying that the Heat might be interested in him. They're trying to put together a package um, to either maybe get him a trade or they wait till the buyout and they could, and pick one of these guys up. Yeah, that would hurt Lee. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> look, it's, I don't it's think not it's great gonna being happen. a Raptors fan no. right now. It's uh, things yeah, are things ooh. are bad. We we you know where the Raptors are at? Basically, what the Heat were at earlier in the season, where they had nobody in their lineup. Because yeah. of uh, COVID-19 protocols, they were totally decimated. Uh, and, you know, like, especially when they're missing their star players, like the Heat were Jimmy Butler and a couple of their guys early on. Now the, now the Raptors are there. So, like, yeah, they've it sucks. They're, they are mm-hmm. on the uh, downward um, uh, trajectory right now. But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get to the Raptors in a second because I actually have a okay. question for Tass being a, a Raptors fan that I got asked yesterday on another podcast that I thought was interesting. But I have a winner of the weekend. Uh, going to the Warriors, mainly Steph Curry because it was his birthday. Uh, but they held... Um, off the Jazz on Sunday. You know, the NBA leading Jazz still, who are in a bit of a lull themselves now, but the Warriors snapped a four-game skit, so that's big. Draymond Green, 26th career triple-double. The stat that when Draymond has a triple-double, the Warriors are like 25-1 and (laughs) is pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, uh, because that was his 26th there. Wiggins, baby! Oh, are you still on Wiggins Island? I couldn't remember, (laughs) but I was still there, so I was happy to see him uh, have a really nice performance, 28 points, 12-16 shooting. Everybody was eating Subway sandwiches. And then, like I said, Curry, 32 points on his birthday, six threes, nine assists. And uh, I thought this was pretty cool. Earlier in the day, Curry's three children, uh, Riley, Ryan, and Cannon, they presented him with uh, his own custom kicks, a little gifted flow edition of the Curry Flow 8s. Not bad. Yeah. I actually sort of like how those look, even with the braces there. Man, I always forget he wears those crazy Trey Kirby-like braces on those yeah. little there was skinny so, ankles. There was so much uh, love yeah, there yesterday yeah. at the game with his kids there. He did the little dap-up after the game with his son, Cannon, as well, who already knows Dad's handshake, which is incredible, <laughs> his, you know, his, uh, his move there. So. Right. Uh, look at that the drop. Great. The drop on those toes looks like a running shoe. Huh? Yeah, that's yeah. very true, Tess. Very true. Interesting so, stuff. 
So, like, I mean, look, the Warriors, uh, that's a big win over uh, still the best team in the league, record-wise, in the Utah Jazz. So that, that was impressive, especially when Wiggins was chipping in like that. And like yeah. I said, Wiseman off the bench. That's a quality win. And, uh, you know, I'm pairing it, too, with, like, Clay Thompson talking to the reporters uh, before game. For a good chunk of time, Lee, I don't know if you caught what he was saying. Um, always nice to hear from Clay, but, you know, he's pretty, he was pretty passionate about, like, when I'm coming back, I'm not coming back as a damn role player. Like, I'm coming yeah. back all <laughs> NBA. And, uh, you know, I just, we all miss Clay in the league. Um, so it will be nice when, I don't think it's going to be this year, but. No. I mean, probably not. Uh, but next year, that'll be great. So anyway. But those other role players you mentioned yeah. there, you know, Jordan Poole was great yesterday. Eric Pascal was great hitting shots too late. Um, and also Draymond Green a couple of times. Talk a trash after some dunks inside. Like, he, I mean, he's always a bit of a fiery guy, but he seemed like he really wanted that one because it was a Friday night when the Warriors lost and Steph was going crazy yeah. in, the, uh, in the huddle there. So yeah. it, it felt like this one, again, especially against the Jazz, that this was their chance to be like, come on, we're better than this. Like, lift your game, everybody. Because the Jazz, the, the Warriors were in control of this one. Jazz got it back, uh, but then the Warriors managed to hang on. So that was a big win for them. And I think, you know, maybe because it was Steph's birthday and the family there, they wanted to all show up and be uh, be on their best behavior. But uh, impressive stuff, really, from the, uh, from the Warriors who, you know, because... I think they are going to be buyers here at the deadline. I think they don't want to just sort of see this season go to waste. They want to try to make the playoffs and see what they can get out of this season because, you know, you've got Steph and Draymond still in their prime. They're still their two key pieces. And so if they can improve, I think they will, If they, even if it means giving up potentially one of their younger pieces. Who, have you fired up the trade machine for a player <laughs> no. in particular? Like, who do no. you rely on if you're the Warriors? Well, I, I'm not sure. I mean, like, James Wiseman has been good for them, but I also think he's the sort of piece that, they would be prepared to trade whoa, if whoa, whoa, whoa. if they were to get <laughs> the veteran who could come in there and help them straight away. I, I just but think like, that. It'd have to be like, you're talking like Beal-level players here. You're not doing anything uh, like that for Aldridge uh, or Love or nah, even nah, Lowry. Nah, nah, or, nah, no, nah, no, no, of course not. No. Of course not. But but Beal, yeah, I mean, that is the sort of okay. thing. If, if you are... If you are the Wizards, because, you know, again, their season's a complete waste of time at this point, you may as well see if you can get some young, uh, talented pieces. And Beal has been rumoured to be, uh, you know, potentially a a possibility there for the Warriors. So I'm just saying they would be prepared to give him up, I think, if it meant it got you know, a proven vet in return. Yeah. Because they, they don't just want this season to just go to waste. Yeah, that's fair. And Tass, I think it was you on What You Need to Know, though I may have heard it on the ding. Now I can't remember. (laughs) But this could be a playoff series. I mean, it's possible, right? The the Jazz I'm talking about in Warriors in uh, what would be a one eight, but like flipped from a previous like one eight between these two teams, right? Yeah, I th- I think the Golden State Warriors were definitely coming out thinking, uh, let let's see if we could beat this team come postseason. I think it's a, a bit of a, a moral victory, even though a championship team doesn't need a moral victory. The young guys need moral victories. Yeah, and so yeah, they see the Jazz up there in the one spot. Uh, Draymond Green was balling uh, because. He knows that they could face each other. Yeah, they were they were scrambling and getting out to all those Utah shooters. There's some good signs for this Warriors team. Uh, they're first in assists in the NBA. They're seventh in defense, which is which is pretty solid. Yep. Yeah, they had another 30 assist night, which is you know like those old Warriors teams. That's their 15th night this season that they've had 30 plus assists. I went back to see like are they on a similar pace to when they were kicking ass and 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 taking names throughout the league. Uh, it's a little slow. Do you, you know how many 30 assist games they had when they were the 73 and 9 Warriors? Like Ten. That, 30 assist, No, they had 40. No. 40. 40 games where they had 30 assists or oh, more. Really? You said, ten, you said 10. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought it was one of those sort of oh, trick questions. Trick questions yeah. Like that. Yeah. No, that ball they was tied, sipping around. Yeah, they, yeah. Tied, they tied the Bulls 
from way back. It was the early '90s that they had. They both had 40 games where they had 30 plus wow. assists. Uh, and and yeah, the, they're not quite on that pace, but no. yeah, they're getting everybody involved. And yeah, they're. I think they would be buyers, but uh, yeah, Nico Mannion, James Wiseman, they're they're pushing these guys to to spots that maybe they're not comfortable in, but they're getting ready for the playoffs. I think that's mm-hmm. clear. I think they uh, they know that uh, this isn't just a, yeah, we'll figure it out next year when Clay comes back. They're, they're definitely going for it. And I would be worried if I was the Jazz. And I know they're, the Jazz are on a, a bad stretch and they came back and fought in this game, but that doesn't look like a good matchup to me. If, if they've got a good defense going up against them, I think they'd rather play somebody like, I don't know, the Blazers or something that, that mm-hmm. don't play a great defense. But this Warriors team was built on a good defense, and they still have one. That's shocking. You said they were seventh defensive yeah. rating right now. Yeah. yeah, that's higher than I would have thought. That's great. Okay, a couple other uh, mini winners here. Well, we got a wedgie, another one. The, I mean, again, it's amazing. We're getting one a weekend every time, at least one or two. And this one from Neto in the corner there mm-hmm. in the box Wizards game. Yeah, really nice one. Love where he shot it. Um, <laughs> another three-point wedgie, too. Yep. Nothing, nothing but yeah. Rimo from yeah. Howell <laughs> Rimo. And it was, uh, yeah, really in there. So uh, we're at 31 now on the season. The pace is still beautiful, still plus 60. I think if we can just continue to keep that pace above 60, like we're feeling really good about our chances to hit 50 and maybe hit the all-time record, which is what again, Tass? 51. Okay. So there you go. We only need yeah. we need 52 to set the, the modern-day record. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think George, Mike, and friends – had 50 plus either. No, no no i don't think so i mean i guess maybe there was the the fast pace era with oscar but <laughs> right. uh i don't think so maybe because there's less three balls i think that comes true knows? true the three ball helps uh, yeah the peach basket not as easy to wedge the ball <laughs> in uh, there i don't think so yeah had another wedgie after 31 fantastic we also you know sort of uh you know touching on that whiz, uh, excuse me the warriors jazz game despite the loss rudy gobert he french dipped his way to a career-high 28 <laughs> rebounds. And uh, again, just because TK's on vacation doesn't mean that we're not above putting him to work. So uh, I'll say it here today. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Rudy Gobert had 28 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. <laughs> you know I couldn't leave you. Without a dope beef to step two. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. Yeah, there it is. Wow, a lot of uh, controlled tipped mm. rebounds they were uh, mm. crediting Rudy there. And I'm not mad against it, Tess. You, you got no problem with the controlled tip counting as a rebound, right? Because he definitely did it there a couple times. No, I would prefer that than some of those easy rebounds <laughs> we saw. Just man <laughs> grabbing it? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was exciting, isn't it? No. But uh, 28 rebounds. Career high. That's a, that's a hell of a lot there, Lily. I mean, people were upset. Yeah. I gave Jimmy Butler a whoa boy this morning because he filled the box score in the win. But uh, there were some uh, Rudy stands out there, or maybe just roast beef stands out there, <laughs> going crazy that I didn't give it to him. But, you know, yeah, he was what, right what happens at 30, 30 rebounds? I mean, what's that? You know? I mean, wow. Yeah, we didn't. I don't yeah. know. Trey's not here to answer that. We'll have to get him on the phone. <laughs> but he, sure. he looked gigantic out there on the floor, Rudy, because, you know, there wasn't a lot of other tall guys that big. So. Uh, he was able to swallow up all those rebounds quite easy. He had 20 with seven minutes to go in the third quarter. So surprised he did, uh, didn't crack the 30 there because it was a close game too. He was down, yeah. he was playing there right down the end. 
Do you think we'll get? Do you think we'll get a guy that gets thirty rebounds this season? I think so. I, sort of I think, think so it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see it. There's a lot of. Re- it feels like there's just a, a, a roast beef, roast beef, and a wedgie almost uh, every other day right now. So yeah, we're on a hell of a pace right now. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. When we get to thirty, what happens is Arby's releases a roast beef on a baguette. <laughs> Wow. Uh, a, a French baguette, just like uh, Jerry Kadick in the uh, stream team mentioned. Roast beef on baguette, French mm. dipped, as you said. Delicious, yep. delicious stuff. Another uh, winner of the weekend, too. Everybody out there that likes to point out that I sort of li- look like the OKC youngin, uh, <laughs> Pokushevsky, because he had a great game. Here he is. Uh, it's me stretched out and without a beard, I guess. Maybe darker hair, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, I must have got like. Literally 40 messages <laughs> on Instagram, specifically some on Twitter, saying, uh, hey, congrats on the big game, Skeets. But pretty impressive here from Poku. Uh, youngest player in NBA history, 20-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, and 5-plus threes in a game. And, uh, you know, big victory there for the Thunder over the weekend, too. It's crazy, Lee. I mean, I, I know, <laughs> it's a like good comparison. Game, but, I mean, <laughs> he's obviously has some skills. They saw something yeah. in this guy. And uh, if he can hit his shot, then he's something pretty special. But we'll, we'll see yeah. here. Yeah, those comparisons won't bother you if all of a sudden he starts lighting it up no, out there. And, no, no. Uh, and he's on my uh, team, know. Canadian, well, my yeah. second team, Canadian Thunder with uh, SGA and Dort. And then you yeah. got myself in there, Poku. This is definitely my second team. <laughs> so I should be yeah. tweeting about that. So yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, I had it Steve in the Nash, the, too. The, the, I had it in the dock as well, the, the Skeets Poku comparison for sure. Yep. You know, the, the beardless Skeets. It's not, it's not bad. It's not a bad comparison out there. <laughs> no. And the shot, the shot, you know, not to. You know, uh, compare us to NBA players, but you, your shot at the three-point line—it's not mm. crazy dissimilar. You know, it's no, a little it's bit not, in front of you. I, it's, it's in front of me. Yep, he, exactly. I noticed that looking at his photos and watching his clips. I'm like, he, that one's not bad, but there's a lot of ones where it's a little bit more in front of his face. Yeah. Uh, that arm's a little too far in there, probably for your liking, Lily. He's not a beautiful shooter <laughs> of the basketball, maybe, but. You know, you're seven feet yeah. tall. It's not it's like if somebody's going to be blocking that. Oh, that's yeah. awesome, man. He's seven foot. And uh, yeah, he was hitting shots. He had a nice little uh, footwork move within the lane. He yeah, was dan- dancing in there. Uh, this, this, he's 19 years old uh, to be able to do this. I thought he was a project, um, but you know, here here's his footwork we're showing you here. Uh, 19 Woo! coming over. Oh, uh, that's, I did not- that to Lee Ellis once. has there Uh, been has there ever been a seven footer that registers under 200 pounds i don't think so hmm. um and Uh, kevin durant never listed himself what was minute minute i bet he he weighed a lot more than you think yeah Yeah. i just i don't know why i'm saying that but my gut says yeah that what was he like listed as 190 poker Mm -hmm. once holy crap (laughs) that is crazy (laughs) well he's in the right market there in okc because that's where stephen adams ate all the beef so uh Ah, true (laughs) yeah just feed him that beef and he'll pack it on pretty quickly (laughs) again and i want to give a shout out to uh sga you know um one of my favorite players in the league because he's canadian sure dropped a homer but this guy man like I'm feeling. I'm starting to feel good. I'm not feeling good about losing hundred dollars to TAS on the Nets, but I'm starting to feel pretty good about maybe making. Uh, not that we even have money on it, but winning my bet with Trey Kirby that this kid might be an All Star next year because holy crap, he continues to ball out. And OKC won this game with this starting lineup. I just had to point this out. For oh, don't do this again. You're gonna this. have the Thunder Lee, fans coming Lee, at you. It got even crazier, man. <laughs> like it's getting wilder. Like these are just made up names. These aren't real people. Okay, there's two play- Like there's SGA and Poku. I believe those are real players. No. Then there was Justin Jackson. Okay, we've heard of him, but uh, you know, not, yeah. not a well-known name. Ty Jerome, 
And then Moses Brown, this is my new favorite yeah. game in the league. Oh, sweet Moses Brown there at the center yeah. position. It, it is, it's wild that, like, this is a team that really is not probably trying to win a bunch of games, but they're still managing to do pretty damn good here. And a big part of it is SGA. Like, he is so much fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Did I get the Thunder fans upset last time when I was pointing out their starting lineup? Uh, yeah, well, remember you, you rattled off all those names who were playing, yeah. and then there were some Thunder fans who just got angry for saying, like, you know. There's no such thing as Thunder fans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm oh Thunder fans. It's, it's at Jay Skeets, all right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm always talking about the Thunder on the show. Canadian Thunder for life, man. Don't yeah. dort me, okay? Uh, <laughs> final, final winner of the weekend, too. Uh, this is pretty cool. Karis LeVert coming back. He hadn't played a game since January 12th. Um, you know, he had a mass removed from his left kidney soon after the Pacers acquired him uh, after they shipped out Oladipo. So he played over the weekend. You know, look, looked like a guy that was rusty that was coming off some surgery. But 13.7 boards, two assists, he chipped in. They got a win to beat the Suns, too, uh, to snap a two-game losing streak for the Pacers. They had they put up a good fight against the Lakers, actually, the game before, too. But uh, Kuz caught fire late, so they lost. But... I think the Pacers are going to get a little interesting here when we look at the Eastern Conference standings, uh, especially when you add Levert and if you can find his legs a little bit. But just take a look at this. I just wanted to show everybody that's joining us on the stream team. It's Sixers at the top. It's Nets. It's Bucks, like we were talking about. Heater and fourth. Yeah. And then it's Celtics, the Hornets. The Knicks are still there. The Hawks, they've won five straight. Pacers, like I just talked about. Uh, you know, then Trey's Bulls, then my Raps and Taz's Raps. You know, it's a... It's a log jam there. And then there's a little bit of a drop-off uh, with those last four teams. But the Wizards, of course, with Westbrook and Beal, you know, can they put another little run together and get back in that mix? Sure. I think those bottom three, eh, they're done. I mean, they're not going to yeah. be playing in the play-in tournament, I don't think. I'm talking about the Cavs, Magic, and Pistons. But, man, look at that. Like, it felt like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, yeah, the Heat were in 13th. Yeah, they <laughs> and, were. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they were. Yeah. And now, yeah. of course, they're up to four. So I think the Pacers are going to make things a little more interesting here is what I'm getting at. It, with, with Karis LeVert back, because they could really use a guy like that to pair with really a talented team. And Sabonis, Brogdon, and Turner had an awesome game uh, on the weekend. So we will see. You pulled up the NBA.com standings there, Skeets. Every mm-hmm. time I look at any information on NBA.com, I just think, take that for data. It's just, it, it looks like an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of info there. But aesthetically, you got to improve that. Schumann, let's get on that, you know? Like, it's, I find it a little difficult to, I, I, I take it in I, and I go there because there's lots of info. But I, I think you're losing the, the casual fan when you, when you have in the layout like this. We could do, do better than that. you think there should be a, like a different shade for the teams outside the playoffs well, maybe? Well, hold sure. on, hold on. What I did was I zoomed out of my browser to get all 15 teams on there. Yeah. If I had it normal, there is a line after the sixth seed, and then there is uh, a line after the eighth seed, you know, like to right. try and uh, differentiate, or maybe after the 10th seed, I guess I should say, too, to differentiate the play in teams and stuff like that. So they yeah. do a little bit better job. But yeah. there's a lot of info there. You know, there's you don't want to know their home record and road record tasks. Maybe no, you just want to simplify it. No, I do. It's the better colors than a gray, oh. gray bar off the top. Anyways, whatever. Schumann <laughs> provides the info. Thanks, Schumann, for updating that every morning. Yeah, that's what he does. He gets up super early. He's up before you and what you need to know yeah. updating that. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, let's get to NBA weekend losers. Lee, you're going to get us started. Where are you going? Yeah, so I'll start actually with some positive news here for the Philadelphia 76ers because Joel Embiid got injured on Friday night in a nasty fall. It looked terrible. Um, But the good news for the Sixers is that uh, he's only been diagnosed with a bone bruise and will be reevaluated in two weeks. So I guess we're probably going to miss him for at least three weeks based on that. Uh, maybe a touch longer, maybe not. But that's the good news here for Philadelphia. Um, well, more good news, actually. They won their first game, actually, a convincing victory over the San Antonio Spurs. They've won five in a row, and they do remain top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, but the Nets are breathing down their neck, and so are the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Giannis is actually quietly having uh, an incredible season. But we've kind of thrown him out of the MVP conversation. But anyway, back to Philadelphia here. So now how they handle these next two or three weeks is going to be very important because uh, I think they desperately need to keep home court advantage for as long as they can in the playoffs. And it's going to be a little bit tough. We've seen in the past Ben Simmons when he's been able to step up into this role without Joel Embiid play really well. And they still have you know the remaining uh, pieces in play. So they're still a very good team. But what this means for Joel Embiid... Uh, and his MVP chances, I think, is uh, also significant. Now, the MVP doesn't mean anything compared to the Sixers Sixers actually, you know, doing well in the playoffs and and potentially going uh, to the Eastern Conference Finals. But Joel Embiid has been an incredible story this season. I think the last time we looked last week, he was technically the uh, favorite, but that has been changing around so much in Mm -hmm. the last few weeks with Jokic and LeBron and other players. James Harden's kind of in there. So it's all. I I hope... um, you know, for Joel Embiid, he can just come back healthy and play for the Sixers, even if that means, you know, he's out of the MVP conversation. And maybe he's not, you know, he's not definitely. But it just sort of feels like this was the one thing that we kept saying is like, he's got to stay healthy, he's got to stay healthy. And he came off with a nasty injury against the Washington Wizards too, a game where, you know, it's like they were going to win that game anyway. So uh, unfortunately, it happened against them on a Friday night. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I'm uh, when I first saw that injury... Oof, man, I thought that's got ACL written all over it or MCL, you know, because he, it was a clumsy sort of, like he was a huge dunk, but he kind of connected knees and then landed awkwardly and it looked terrible. So I'm happy that he uh, that he's okay, even mm-hmm. though he's going to be out here for a while. So that's good for Philadelphia. But, you know, there's some impact now. How do they how do they keep their heads above water here without him? I think they can. But again, the Nets are playing just incredible basketball. And then how will he come back and will he be able to sort of get back into that MVP type performance immediately or will it take him a few other weeks to get back because he's a big guy he's a heavy guy and a knee injury like that on a guy like him you think is going to take a little bit of time here so um you know disappointed for for joel after the uh season that he's had but not also like could have been much worse Mm -hmm. for him in philadelphia so uh you know just hopefully he can get back and uh, the Sixers can sort of continue where they'd been up to this point. I wonder if it speeds up the Sixers front office of trying to acquire someone too, as the deadline approaches tasks, like possibly a big, of course I'm, I'm talking about. I know they're, they've been pretty happy. I think with Dwight Howard as their backup big, I think he's done a pretty solid job. You know, Dwight Howard's still in our lives uh, and actually still performing in a limited role. But now there's a lot more uh, center minutes there to be had. And will they 
be aggressive. Maybe they won't um, in trying to get, I don't know who, but you know, big names are out there in at the big position in Aldridge and Drummond and so on. Do you think it changes anything for them? Yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about those guys, but I, I think they are happy with their, their lineup and the way it goes right now. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they, they mess around with that. Put Ben Simmons at the five. He can do it. Uh, he can play a big man spot. I mean, they, they have enough bigs to, to overcome it, and they have enough talent to overcome uh, Joel Embiid being out. I think the biggest question with Joel Embiid, even when he was a monster this season, was is he going to go into the playoffs and dominate? Because he hasn't been able to do that throughout his career over the course of a playoffs. Like, right. like be a real MVP guy. And I'm not sure how this... <sighs> how this really affects him. I think it probably hurts him to be off the court for three weeks. Um, but at the same time, I think they kind of had to slow him down and not, not play as much. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure what, whether it's a you know, blessing in disguise that he gets some rest or uh, you know, it's a real disadvantage that he, he misses time here. That's the biggest question for me. Is Joel Embiid ever going to be a monster in the postseason for, first round, for the first round, second round, third round? Because he's shown that he can be a monster for stretches. Mm-hmm. But is he going to be a monster for the entire postseason? And I think, like you saw them, you know, demolish the the Spurs yesterday. Who didn't have uh, Demar Derozan uh, and Lamarcus Aldridge out there? Uh, uh, yeah, they 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 decimated them. But I think the Sixers team is just good enough to to deal without Joel Embiid for a while, like they did with uh, yeah that stretch at the end of the season when Joel Embiid was out and Ben Simmons yeah. was rocking the show. Yeah, we'll see if that, uh, they can replicate that again here. Did I check the uh, basketball reference MB, NBA MVP um, tracker there? Because you sort of were alluding yeah. to that, Lili. Right now, Jokic number one. Embiid is number two. Then it's Harden, Giannis, LeBron uh, rounding out the top five. Followed by Lillard, Kawhi, Kyrie, Luka, and Rudy Gobert there at 10th, just so you know. Mm. But uh, yeah, this is like, it was so close between Jokic and Embiid. And then other guys that are in the mix, like if you miss three or four weeks, you're not going to win this thing. Like if the other guy doesn't get injured or the other two guys that are at the top of the MVP uh, leaderboard, you're not going to like, it's just too tough to like, well, yeah, their, their numbers are similar. They're both incredible players, but the one guy played, you know, X more minutes, X more games. You're just going to like lean towards that player. So this is a huge blow for Embiid's MVP chances, if we're yeah. being honest, because I'm with you. He's probably going to miss. Well, it's minimum two weeks. It'll probably be yeah. more like three weeks. And uh, and if the Sixers play well with Simmons leading them, then that's fine. And you get more reps for some other guys. Maybe they do make a move. And you go, you get a little more comfortable with some of these guys playing without him being. Because what happens when he gets into foul trouble in a playoff series and stuff like that? You're going to need these guys to step up. But not good for his MVP case, uh, for sure. Mm. Uh, mm. Tess, who do you got for a loser of the weekend? Well, speaking of potential MVPs, Kawhi Leonard is in that category of guys but with the way the clippers are falling apart he's not going to be for long they've dropped down to fourth in the western conference standings which is disappointing Mm. for them and on sunday night national tv game on espn the pelicans demolished them Uh, the clippers really had no chance in this game It was a 20 point loss in the end but their starters didn't even play the fourth quarter because it was a foregone conclusion that it was over at the end of three quarters so the clippers uh, just some reminiscent uh, feelings or uh, just actions, I guess. Uh, just just that, that same idea of them not being able to turn it on for long stretches like they did in last year's postseason. The Lakers are injured. Uh, the, the Jazz obviously playing well, but the Clippers should be able to overcome the Los Angeles Lakers in the standings with Anthony Davis out. But they're not. Mm. They're not doing it right now. And so... Um, I'm really disappointed. I, I'm, I'm disappointed with the way that they're they're falling apart. 
uh, the clip, uh, Kawhi Leonard, I think, is disappointed as well. He said at post game that you know we just don't have the consistency, and and this this is this is a prolonged stretch. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. overlapping both sides of the All Star game. It's uh, it's not a short stretch, and I'm scared for this team. Scared for this team going into the postseason, and I'll mention it now because it needs to be mentioned. Kawhi Leonard is not signed past this season. I mean, he's got a player option. He can be there if he wants to be, but he's not signed. Is is it's not a given. And if he doesn't like it there, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm definitely feeding the speculation. I'm trying to aggregate this show, get some some <laughs> mad clicks. But no, uh, I think he'll be there next year. But at the same time, if they fall apart, yeah, I don't know. Weirder things have happened in the NBA, and yeah. he, he is not signed long term. It does feel like Lee. They could use like a. Another vet in there, I think, to maybe help steer the ship, especially at the guard position. I know Lowry has always been linked to it, to them. Um, I think that's a difficult to make a move happen. But what about a George Hill? George Hill can be acquired, I'm guessing, from OKC. Now, I know he's not Lowry, but I think he would help them. <laughs> I, I, I truthfully do. Yeah. Well, the, the big concern for me for the Clippers, and you saw it last night, was when they're down, they tend to just stay down. Uh, and that's, I think, what happened to them in the playoffs too last season, especially in that Game 7 against the Nuggets. It was like they got down uh, after leading, and it was like they didn't have that sort of counter-punch. Um, but, uh, you know, talking about Kawhi saying uh, maybe he won't be there next season, sure, if he wants to leave, he can as a, as a free agent. But how much of this sort of still falls on his shoulders? Mm-hmm. He's the leader. He demanded everything. They gave it to him, so the organization has to take some of the blame there. But, you know, Kawhi... He's a superstar player, but is he a superstar leader? I, I I think right now the answer is probably not because he doesn't seem to sort of inspire his teammates. Like he doesn't seem to have those games uh, as much. And, and look, maybe, you know, you can sort of pick games here and there, but it's like sometimes he dominates and takes over, but you just, that, that chemistry just doesn't seem to be there. And again, on national TV last night against the Pelicans, who just got hammered by uh, the, the Timberwolves uh, last week, that's the sort of game the Clippers really need to sort of show everyone. We are a legit contender. We are a different team from what we were last season. But you see it and you're like, not sure they are. I'm just not sure. I just don't think that this team, if they fall behind in a playoff series, will really be able to sort of just drag themselves back into it. If they're leading and they're front running, they can look great. But if you can get the Clippers just, you know, to, to have to fight and to scrap, I'm not sure they've got that in them. So, um there's a huge, huge sort of playoff season series coming up for them because if, the, you know, they gave up so much to get Kawhi and Paul George, and if they don't have much to show for it at the end of it, now they did sign Paul George to another five-year, yeah. you know, 230, whatever it was, uh, earlier this season. So he's going to be there next season no matter what. But I, I just I just don't sort of trust this team at the moment. I don't, I don't feel like they're the sort of team that can really withstand, uh, you know, some, some adversity. That's, that's where I sort of worry about them. So, um, you know, right now they have to do something super to impress me, to, for me to think that they can actually go all the way and beat potentially the Lakers, potentially the Clippers, uh, the Clippers, potentially the Jazz, you know, even the Nuggets. I mean, even someone like the Blazers in a playoff round, you know, the Clippers should be favored against them. But, you know, we've seen what the, the, the Blazers can do in the playoffs, especially with Damian Lillard there. So... Not sure. I'm not just not sure how I feel about this team right now. But certainly, I don't put them in that like they're a player, they're a championship contender. Definitely. Mm. Another reason they might need a guard like George Hill is because uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Reggie Jackson passed away yesterday on the basketball court. Uh, Jackson Hayes dunked all over him <laughs> and just buried him. Holy crap! I mean, that's. I know we were saying, ah, uh, is anybody going to beat 
Anthony Edwards dunk, you know, on Watanabe against the Raptors? Probably not, because it was still huge. I just watched it again. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how awesome that was. But Jackson Hayes, that dunk was huge, Tass. I think that's got to be on the top three list right now. Murdered him. Ah, top three. Reggie is a guard who's just standing there. Like He's going to take a charge. Oh, uh, you know, it's a monstrous <laughs> dunk, but it's it's a center on guard. And do you think that Jackson Hayes should be able to say, I got you on the head afterwards? Like he's yeah, tapping his yeah. head. Like he's, he's a guy who's like he's just, you know, trying to take a charge and he's a point guard versus a center. <laughs> you know, that's why Anthony Edwards is way better. It's because like a guy's yeah, trying to block smaller. a shot. Yeah, he's flying. U- Utah's a forward, at least not that that matters, but at least he's trying to block a shot. There's no way Reggie Jackson can... I don't know, can Reggie Jackson dunk? I'm sure he can. But uh, he's not blocking Jackson Hayes' shot. Anyways, it looked awesome. It looked oh, cool. yeah, he's trying to take the charge there. Yeah, big win for the Pelicans, too. I don't want to, like, sort of... I know we are glossing over that, but that was that was huge. Uh, like you're saying, against a good team, which should be a good team in the Clippers, and they sort of embarrassed them, and Zion was, uh, once again, pretty special. Okay, a few other uh, mini losers here. The Raptors, you got to put them in the mix. They're continuing to miss three starters, um, thanks to the COVID-19 protocols. They got embarrassed by Trey's Bulls on Sunday. Um, cause they are indeed back. Uh, they're really back now. Cause as Trey pointed out on Twitter, the Raptors had beaten Chicago like 12 straight times. Yeah. So the Bulls finally got them. Denzel Valentine blew this one open in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was, the Raptors were hanging around, hanging around, you know, Norm was doing his best. Kyle was trying to keep him close. They're like nine, 10. And then Denzel Valentine hit like three straight threes. And I was like, well, that's game. I'm going to bed. Uh, so that was pretty impressive. By the Bulls, but the Raps. And the question I, wa- I was alluding to earlier, Tess, was I was on Below the Hardwood podcast, some, uh, some Toronto, Toronto guys, and they were asking me, like, what would be a successful Raptors season this year? And I was like, I mean, I guess a playoff series win. But then I was like, you know what? I don't even know if it needs to be that. It needs to be for a successful season like Siakam, Van Vliet, and OG one, two, or three of them having really dominant playoff performances, especially a guy like Siakam, to then feel good about heading into next season. Um, would you agree or disagree with that? Like if they were to even lose in a first round, as long as you had Siakam, you know, looking pretty impressive, looking like a star again, you'd feel better. But what's your yeah, take on that? That's a good question. It is a good question, yeah. I mean, I agree with your, uh, your mindset there as well and your thought process. Immediately, I'd think, yeah, they got to win a playoff series. But mm-hmm. in the end, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it matters more, yeah, what the guys show in the playoffs. I think Fred has shown that he can be a solid playoff guy no matter mm-hmm. what. I'm, I'm buying what Fred is selling. But, yeah, Pascal is what you're looking for to be uh, a very solid very solid player to improve what he did last year against the Celtics. That just wasn't right uh, seeing him the way he played. And OG less so just mm-hmm. because, you know, he's, he's in a, that third role. But it all sort of depends if they do trade Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I keep going back to that. I know, I know it, it doesn't seem like they're going to trade Kyle Lowry 10 days from the trade deadline here. And, and I just jumped on the trade machine, tried to get the, the Clippers – Raptors Lowry? up, yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to yeah. find. It's hard to find a deal, and it's hard to to deal with a non mobile friendly website on your mobile. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so it was. It's difficult. I mean, Lowry's getting paid thirty m's, thirty mils, and uh, there's just not enough to come back from 
Unless, unless you're looking for Luke Kennard, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's the problem, yeah. You know. yeah. And Lou, Will, Lou Williams, I think, can be had, but why would the Raptors right. want that? Yeah. Right. So, you yeah. would be legit just doing Kyle Lowry a solid and like yeah, say, hey, for sure. hey, go try and win a championship. We'll, we'll send yeah. you to the West, so you know if we make the playoffs, we don't have to play you uh, yeah. in the East. That makes some sense, but yeah, there's not a lot coming back. They just have no picks, right? I mean, yeah, that's the that's big right. problem. If they had picks, then I think there's, there's something there, but otherwise there's just nothing. Um, Couple other losers. I wanted to ask you, Lee. Did you see the ending of Friday night's um, Grizzlies Nuggets game? Because I'm giving yes. the Grizzlies a loser of the weekend. They had two tough losses. They lost to Denver on Friday night by one point. Then they lost on Sunday to OKC uh, and their crazy starting lineup. John Morant driving late on Friday night into Jokic and uh, didn't get the call. You know, Jokic I thought did a pretty good job of uh, staying as straight up as possible, yeah. going vertical. And uh, you know, that's two stars going at it and. And uh, John Moran didn't get the whistle, and he was a little pissed off about it. I think the, uh, you know, the next day official report, the uh, last two-minute report, says, no, right call, right no call. What did you think of that one? There was a lot of contact, for sure. Yeah. Um, and John, John, Moran, John creating it. Yeah, and yeah. John Moran's body you know, flies around, but he does that a lot. Um, given that uh, the stage of the game, I, I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. I know Grizzlies fans weren't. They thought clear foul there, but... Yeah, he went in. He tried to do the right thing to get the contact to make a, a play in the in the paint there. I, I thought it was fine. You know, you can certainly make a case the other way. One of those bang bang plays. You know, what is it? Block or a charge? Whatever. But I was okay with that one um, being a no call. Right. I I, I I thought Jokic did the right thing. I thought Morant did the right thing. And just because there's contact doesn't mean there's a foul. What was the foul? Block, if anything, I guess. I mean, he sort of he had his arms out there a little bit, but. Um, yeah, you, okay. you know, the, 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 it's, it's not a... I don't, I don't think it was clear one way or the other, so I think a no-call for me was fine. Tass, did you see that play? Did you have a take on that one? You think they got it right? Late game, I'm totally fine with a little physicality. You know, mm-hmm. a little contact... Totally cool. And Jokic it. didn't like, you know, he didn't like swipe yeah. down and hit nah. Morant's arm or anything like that. He was smart with his hands. Like, I mean, he sort of kept him as high as possible. I think that helped his case. I think if he comes down at all, like really aggressively, of course, then it's probably a foul. Even if he like touches ball a little bit, they might call that. But uh, yeah, he played that right. And and good on John Morant for driving. I mean, you always yeah, want that lead. Sure. You're always saying, come on, attack, attack, attack. But, you know, this is the flip side of that, right? Yeah. Uh, you're putting it in the in the officials' hands a little bit, and they they swallowed their uh, whistle yeah. on that one. Yeah, but still, you can't like Morant's done that a few times where he does yeah. drive in late in the game and he scored. So yeah. he's he's got the right attitude because he hasn't got the the prettiest. He's not a beautiful shooter of the basketball, I wouldn't say. And uh, I think for a young guy to not settle and not be try to play the hero ball to win it instead is much more impressive. Just didn't go his way, but uh, I don't think it was uh, terrible officiating that cost him in this case. Okay, what about Kyle Lowry? I'm back on the trade machine. Kyle Lowry for Evita Zubats would be the primary thing that the Raptors get back. I know it's not good. It's not good. Then you throw in Patrick Beverly because they don't need him. Exactly. They need a center. Not good enough. Beverly, they get rid of Patrick Beverly and Marcus Morris Sr. in this. Like I said, like from day one when we were talking Lowry trades, it almost has to be to get them to like a really good team. And most of those really good teams don't have first-round picks. It feels like a third team has to be involved yeah. to move a first-round pick from that third team or even a fourth team if that's going to happen. That's my feeling on it because I that's just not enough. I like yeah. Zubats, but yeah, it just got to be more than that. Yeah, uh, I'm just not, I'm just not a master of the trade machine. I can't no, bring in a third team. That's, <laughs> yeah, tough. that's well, not off your mobile. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, final loser of the weekend. You talked about the Heat winning yesterday against the Magic, uh, Lili. 
I'd like to give a loser of the weekend to the Magic's late game execution. You, you sort of uh, were, were touching on it there. They're down three, the Magic are. They run a play for Terrence Ross, who's, look, we know can hit big shots. It, it, it's going to be a tough one. He's screaming around the top. He's going to jack like a 28-footer. Uh, Butler did a good job. Like, he doesn't reach at all. He's like, if you hit that, kudos. But Ross, like, airballs it by a mile. There's like 16 seconds to go. Now, the Magic come up with the rebound underneath the yeah. net. Like, they, they somehow corral the rebound, and they get it to Bacon in the corner. And my God, did this guy panic. <laughs> like, he chucked up a garbage, like, turnaround, stumbling three. Because I'm assuming he thought there was two seconds left instead yeah. of 12 seconds left. I mean, you had time. Bring it out. Get it to a star player. Like, you had lots of time. You did not need to panic. He likes to chuck as it is. Um, so that was brutal. Then they still come up with the uh, rebound or loose ball. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams did, and he's trying to get it out. He's trying to sort of do the right thing, trying to get out to Ross to maybe have like one more attempt at a three-pointer to tie the game. But that's the pick six there from Butler that you talked about. I mean, it was a pretty easy pick six if we're, we're being on it. But Jimmy yeah. jumped it and then took it down the other end. But that's the thing, just that awareness, that smart yeah. play there from Jimmy. And uh, you, you talk about the, the, the magic panic because even Ross – he saw. I mean, well, yeah, the yeah. play, the play was know, drawn up for him. And yeah, he's yeah. Like, he could. Go. He had. He had a second though. There, he could have. He could have maybe gotten a, his seat, feet set a little better. But anyway, Jimmy Butler, that experience. That's what he did in the playoffs last yep. year. Remember against the Bucks, it was like when it comes down to an execution, defensively or offensively, it's incredible how many times he has his hands on the play. And uh, and just sealed it last night for the for the heat. Yeah, Terrence and, Ross had eight threes in that game. Yeah, so, no, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, gave it to him, but yeah, it was weird that he airballed it. I know it was a tough play going away from the basket to to rise up and shoot, but you got to give it to him. I agree. No, I, I I don't disagree. You give it to him. I just, I just felt he perhaps even rushed that one. Just, sure, just a second. Yeah. yeah, the Magic have lost eight in a row. We showed you they're near the bottom of the standings now in the Eastern Conference. Uh, everybody wants to free Vooch, uh, who had another monster game. I mean, he continues to put up impressive numbers. I think Eric Spolster was uh, comparing him to Dirk Nowitzki after the game. <laughs> and, like, and, like, even Vooch was told about that. He's like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a really nice compliment. Spolster saying you're basically Dirk. So we'll see if the Magic... like. I am 100% convinced still Aaron Gordon has to be moved. I do not know why he's still there. Now he's injured again. I know Shams here this morning saying uh, Blazers interested, Wolves interested. Something is happening. Aaron Gordon is being moved. And uh, I think right for both parties, the Magic and Aaron Gordon. And we'll see about Vooch. I mean, that's obviously a much bigger contract and a much bigger uh, name or important piece to the Magic. But yeah, this guy's putting up monster numbers. And a lot of people are like, man, you put him on a, on a team where he's the second or third guy, well, that maybe puts a team over the top, Tess. I, I don't know if they'll move off him, but, yeah, the Magic got to do something here, right? Yeah, at, least, that, at least like a Gordon. <laughs> sure. Um, but Nikola Vucevic's uh, trade value cannot be higher. This, this is, uh, is peak yeah. Vuce. Like, he's not going to turn into Dirk Nowitzki tomorrow. Apologies <laughs> to Eric Spolster. But the, he's 30 years old. Uh, so it, it sort of made sense when I saw the rumor, it, you know, it caught me sort of uh, by surprise, but then I thought about it and this team isn't going anywhere the next couple of years, especially with the injuries that they have. So why not free Vooch uh, for, mm-hmm. for not, not just for his sake, but just for the, for the future of the franchise, it kind of makes sense. Cause do you want him later into his thirties? It's a very, very digestible contract that declines from here on out. It makes sense, and yeah, I don't know on the Celtics, on uh, on a bunch of teams as as an offensive weapon, mm-hmm. he would, he would definitely make a lot of sense. What would teams have to give up for him? 
I don't know, but the Magic got to be looking at it. They, and he would garner a bigger package than Aaron Gordon, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah no. absolutely. So we'll see. We'll keep our eye on it. We'll probably start doing a lot of like trade deadline preview uh, you know, segments or shows coming up here over the next couple of weeks. Like, what did you say? 10 days away. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And March Madness starting this week. My goodness. Okay. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adrian Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Oh, it, oh pollen season is season. almost here already. I yes. noticed it on my on my car already. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay, here we go. That's how you can tell. As soon as you go outside and you've got that yellow just yep. dust on your car, you're like, ah, oh, here we go. Here yep. we go. The next month or so is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, look uh, at us complaining about beautiful weather. Oh, I know, like, I know, other people are still buried in like three feet of snow. <laughs> it was like 25 <laughs> degrees here over the weekend. It was hotter than that, actually. It was beautiful. I might go swimming suit. In fact, were you swimming this weekend, Tess, or am I crazy? I think I saw your kids maybe swimming. I got in a koozie. A jacuzzi. Oh, the <laughs> Way to slow play it into the pool season. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little. It was a little too cool for. Uh, okay. Too cool for pool. Not for kids though, probably. Uh, or did the kids and, not even get in? Oh no, they got the no, just the jacuzzi. They didn't uh, get in the pool. Pool's a little no. cold. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to. <laughs> you like that bathwater? Oh, I can't do. I mean, I can't do a polar bear. It was probably like uh, ten degrees Celsius in that water. What? 
that's oh, cold. that's beautiful. Oh, that's perfect cold. pool weather. Oh man, too cold. No, that's a little too cold. But yeah. <laughs> no, people go like... people go overboard with how hot they. That's make it too. exactly. You don't want it too I... too hot. Yeah, I like it. I like it a little cooler than warmer in there because once it's warm, then it's just uncomfortable. I think you want to be in the water. You want to feel it. You know, <laughs> it's not like going. To, you're not having a bath in there. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. You, want, you want it to feel sharp when you jump in. Like our man Paul Williamson once said, he jumped in the pool and it was really cold. And somebody asked him, "How's the water?" And he said, "Sharp, sharp." That's true. But great, then you great want it to be just warm enough to keep you in there, right? Right. Yeah. Because I like to lounge in the pool, hang in the pool, Lee. Um, but if it's too cold, then like you're not staying in. Yeah, it's I, the, you gotta I, find yeah. a sweet spot. I think we're all agreeing here. We just uh, can't be too warm, can't be too cold. Yeah, I'm just reminded of a time in uh, in Russia. I was in like a they have this. It's called a banya. Okay. It's, it's like a sauna. Yeah, you go in there and you get it like a million degrees hot. Yeah, and this is in the middle of winter, and you go from that straight into like basically a hole in the ground. That's which great is like, for you. Great for your skin. Oh, it is the most exhilarating feeling mm. you can possibly have. It's the best cure for a hangover. Hangover's yeah. gone in two seconds. Yeah, it's a good call. And like the the when you think about it, when they say you know this is what you can do, going to do, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. But once you do it, then you're just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth because it is just the most amazing feeling in the world. It's incredible. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. well, maybe uh, let's get to tweet of the night. Maybe you'll continue <laughs> on this theme. All right, tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. What do you got, Lily? What do you got? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a photo of that trip uh, or oh, that time in the uh, in the Russian banya. But uh, so you know where to just... put your phone, you know? Yeah, I, no, well, I, this was before I had the, the phone. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, anyway, so the tweet uh, the tweet comes in from uh, a person on Twitter called a Lily Goo, as in Wee Wee Goo. Okay. And uh, she's saying, uh, my 94-year-old grandma spent her year in isolation studying the NBA and filing a notepad with her favorite players on each team. And uh, Skeetsy, I really wanted to, I was impressed with this. Okay. Now, I don't know, here, JD, yeah. Look at the penmanship. Pretty nice. That Very is nice. spectacular penmanship for a 94-year-old. Now, her favorite player from the Philadelphia 76ers is Danny Green, Brooklyn, <laughs> Kevin Durant, uh, and James Harden. She's got two in there. Nice. None for the Raptors, though. Well, that's not uh, the Raptors she has written there, either. <laughs> <laughs> the Raptor, yes. Toronto Raptors? So, is that yeah. Like? Now, this one, uh, this one took off on, on Twitter because people were just uh, super impressed there. Yeah. Uh, but she hasn't, she hasn't released the entire list. Uh, you know, for who her favorite players were. But if you go to that tweet from Lily Goo, her, her handle is at W-I-W-I-G-O-O. She's saying if you donate to uh, to this fund she has there, she will release the entire uh, list because I'd love oh, to see that's it. Oh, cool. I, yeah, I want to see who's on that list. And I just want to look and admire that penmanship even more because uh, that's just incredible. 94 years old, she's got that sort of handwriting. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what's your handwriting like these days? Mine's... Not good because you just don't write enough. No, mine's crap. Yeah, I actually it, wrote some yeah, notes. I wrote some notes yesterday watching Warriors uh, Jazz, and it was bad. I could barely read it. Yeah. It was oh, bad. I mean, I wasn't trying. Scratch, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I was just scratching. But yeah, he, quickly. Those yeah. are muscles. Those are muscles. Yeah. I guess she's working. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and you know, like when we were in school, you know, we had to get our pen license before we could even use a pen. You know, because pen writing was so important. But now, <laughs> kids, like even my son, my. Barely writes. And I'm a yeah. little concerned about that because I know that's technology means everything's online, yeah. which is fine. But you still should be able to write beautifully uh, 
like uh, like Grandma could there. I'd love to be yeah, able to write that. So, I was so you're never telling me actually. she she wrote this list of teams and her favorite players and is only like teasing us with the first page and that if <laughs> we donate smart. then we'll release it. I mean, that's brilliant. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's, yeah. Okay. So Respect. so did you 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 said you had to get your pen license before you got your yeah, able to write with a pen. Do you have a, like a permit first? You got to go on your road test, and then well, that was it. You, everyone had to write with pencils. Yeah, and then the teacher would like test you, and if you wrote well enough with your pencil, she would give you a pen license. Ooh, so, uh, and she wrote at the end of at the bottom of it, she said, "Caution: Don't talk and drive," because it was like a license, you know. So, and she's uh-huh. like, she doesn't want people talking like driving. So, concentrate. Shout out to Miss Higgins, Grade Four teacher. <laughs> nice, Miss Higgins, a beautiful writer of the words, was she? She was, she was, uh, she was. Uh, uh, I wonder where to, she is these days. Shout out to JX Air in there in the comments, uh, <laughs> encouraging me to drop that. All right, well, good stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to see the full list. Let's uh, go donate some money. Did you donate, Lee? You want to see the list? No, not yet. I haven't. I haven't, but I will. I will. It's only only a dollar each, and uh, we we should get that easily. So oh, let's do okay. it. Okay, well, we can make that happen. We'll we'll share that tweet. Okay, pick yeah. up results from Friday. Going back to Friday night, it was that Denver Grizzlies game, actually. Um, Denver was favored by three and a half on the road in Memphis, but Memphis lost, as we talked about. Ja didn't get the call, but they did win because they covered. So that's a victory for Tass and I taking Memphis there. Tass improves to six and one here in March. Woo! Uh, I needed that. Gets me back to three and four, crawling my way back to 500, and the loss drops Lee to three and four, and then Trey is four and three there uh, in between us uh, here on the show. So... Trey will be paying off his February pick'em. He's going to be doing it on vacation. Um, we'll, we'll get that at some point this week, so don't you worry. But tonight's game task, we got. I think there's eight games on. There's a doubleheader, I think, on ESPN. But where are we going? Let's go with the Lakers and the Warriors. It's just two franchises hmm. that you want to talk about a little bit. Uh, the Warriors coming off that good win against the Jazz. Lakers coming off that game where Kyle Kuzma saved the day. Uh, in the fourth <laughs> quarter. So uh, Golden State getting two and a half points at home. Could have another situation where you can take the home team plus the points and still win. But, uh, you know, essentially a pick em. It's a close one. So who you got? Lakers going into Golden State. Start us off, Lee. Who you got? Yeah, tough one for the uh, Warriors on the second night, but they're at home of a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, what about birthday celebrations? You think Curry went crazy yeah, last night? Right, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he's a bit hungover today. I, I think the Warriors can... I think the Warriors can do it tonight. I'll take Golden State. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so not could be, I mean, it's hard. They've been it's a tough. bit up and down the Warriors as well. But yeah, I was I was thinking about this. We haven't talked about the Lakers in so long, right? Like yeah. since like basically Anthony Davis's injury. It feels like. I mean, you know, LeBron's name comes up, of course, in, in conversation about MVP and all that all the time. But like, we rarely have talked about them. It feels like to me. Am I crazy? But. I will take them. I, I will take. Uh, I'll take the Lakers. LeBron recently saying he's locked in. Yeah, okay. Here, you know, I love when LeBron comes out and says that. Oh, here we go. Lakers by three. Yeah, with the Warriors on a back-to-back and, and celebrating Curry's birthday. Come on, he's definitely. Unless he uh, is doing what Lee was doing in Russia, jumping from uh, the sauna <laughs> into the cold pool. Um, he might be a little sluggish tonight. So give me Lakers. Tass, where are you going? Mm, yeah, I think it's. Uh, this will be a situation like the Lakers always seem to be involved in they'll probably be down in the fourth quarter and will they come back enough to win i say nay i think the warriors will hold them off because yeah the lakers are great but uh i don't care that lebron says he's got a seventh gear we're talking we're talking cars and a license he said yeah you know usually i'm in third fourth fifth sixth and then i go into seventh in the playoffs but 
That doesn't exist, LeBron. But, you know, LeBron also doesn't exist. He is one of a kind. So maybe he's got a seventh gear. But I think he's saving that for the postseason. They had to be saved by coups the other day. So, uh... Yeah, as soon as that game's over, they'll jump in the coos and chill out. Um, <laughs> but I'm taking the dubs. Uh, I just realized, did we forget to get Trey's uh, pick? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely did. So, uh, JD, yeah. yeah, yeah, I just, while Tass was talking, I was like, is Tass going to throw to a Trey video? Or we totally forget to ask him. Or he didn't forgot to tell us, I guess, too. It goes both ways. Uh, yeah. But... That's not a big deal. We'll find out as soon as we finish uh, this live show. We'll just find out who Trey's picking uh, well in advance of tonight's game, and then we'll uh, update it tomorrow and make sure to get his pick moving forward. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, totally forgot. But, okay, so you guys are both taking um, Warriors. the Warriors. You got some points there, and I got the Lakers, and we'll find out who Trey's taking a little bit later. Okay. Fun Monday show. Thank you so much to everybody joining us on the stream team right now. Please like, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Uh, email us your NBA questions and comments for this week's Beach Steppin'. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. Leave them in the YouTube comment section. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. And uh, grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. I might, might do a Top Shot Hot Boy video later today, uh, even, even without TK. Uh, we'll see. I got something fun in mind, but... Uh, We'll see if I got the time. So keep an eye on that. Just make sure you subscribe to us. Um, guest? No is, it, is there going to be a guest or just No, fly? I think I'll just roll solo with this one. I'll keep it nice. quick. We'll, we'll just pop a pack. I got a funny list that I've been thinking about uh, to take it through from a Top Shot Hot Boys and Girls. But we'll see. If not today, I'll try and do it tomorrow. So again, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube and you'll know exactly when that bad boy's going live to watch me pop a, to pop a pack or two. Okay. Uh, can, can, let me interrupt. Uh, JD, do you want to pick for Trey? A lot of people saying in the in the oh, stream wow. team. You just want, you just want. <laughs> so <much laughs> this is this is great because uh, if JD gets it wrong, Trey's probably going to be angry. If he gets yeah. it right, oh. you might be picking <laughs> all week for yeah, it, though, JD. Exactly. So. <laughs> okay, let's do it. You know, hey, look, Trey knew the doc existed. He could have told us. So, <laughs> so JD, you get to pick for Trey here. All right, Trey is going to take. Uh, <laughs> what are the? It's a Lakers Warriors, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Warriors. Lakers are favorite. The Lakers right. got to win by three or more. Yeah. Right. Right. I think uh, I think there were some birthday celebrations last night. So give me the Lakers. Oh okay. wow. Okay. So me and Trey slash JD had the Lakers, and the other nice. two guys had the Warriors. Okay. Great stuff. Yeah. We'll find out if you're going to be continuing to pick for them all week long, <laughs> depending on how tonight's goes. Okay. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and I have been corrected by the stream team. I said there seven gears and cars don't exist. I knew I should have, shouldn't have spoke out in line <laughs> oh, here. Oh, yeah. Many people, Tomas Genta, uh, Jerry Kadik, D Money is boss, told me some cars have up to ten gears. Wow, like wow. a bike. Wow, wow. <laughs> right. they're learning. I got to get All back on my learning. training wheels. You guys know what's up. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. Stay.